1: you are listening to the preacher boys podcast a podcast shedding light on decades of mental physical and sexual abuse within the independent fundamental baptist movement the testimonies shared on this podcast are told from the personal experience and perspective of the survivors Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Preacher Boys Podcast. My name is Eric
0: Skorzynski. Of course, I'm your host. And on today's episode, I want to respond to something that was mentioned on the Spirit of Liberty broadcast, which is Pastor Tommy McMurtry's uh, YouTube channel. And I honestly don't watch it very often. Um, I'm familiar with Tommy. I've seen his clips. Obviously, he gets mentioned on IFB Sermon Clips, the Twitter account pretty often. Um, but I don't keep up super well. Um, I've talked to Tommy, uh, once over the phone, um, and he's part of the new IFB, which is kind of Steven Anderson's group. But anyway, he mentioned me on the podcast today, his broadcast on March 28th, uh, 2021. And so I just wanna address some of the comments he made about the Preacher Boys podcast, some of the stuff his team kind of talked about and uh, kind of kind of break it down and just share my responses. He kind of bemoaned the fact that no one called in to challenge anything on the live show. I didn't know the show was happening, didn't know I was gonna get mentioned, and so I guess I'll kind of respond now and uh, and go from here.
2: Podcast guy. No, so they yeah. just
0: mentioned the uh, Recovering Fundamentalist and my podcast, they get grouped together a lot. Uh, obviously we don't have an affiliation. Recovering Fundamentalist is three pastors that talk through like theology, really good guys, uh, you know, really appreciate them. And then my show is on its own, Preacher Boys Podcast, where I talk about abuse specifically within the church.
2: Oh, the, these guys that they expose the sin But then they use it as an excuse to teach feminism and other weird, bad doctrines. So
0: I get this accusation a lot, which is that the Pritch Boys podcast is sort of a Trojan horse for me to bring in quote unquote liberal or left wing or, you know, new age ideology and teach it through my show. There's two things with that. One, the show was created for the explicit purpose of exposing uh, exposing abuse within independent fundamental Baptist churches, uh, equipping survivors, and engaging in thoughtful conversations. That's what the show is about. Um, as far as actually teaching, I don't really teach on my show. Sometimes I'll teach a quick tip on how to identify something. I'll teach, you know, like there'll be little things here and there. But for the most part, I'm interviewing a guest. I'm taking on the role of a journalist. I'm bringing on a guest. I'm asking them questions. Some of their statements I may agree with, some I don't. um You know, some people I think would be surprised where I land on different issues because it's, you know, kind of fluctuates a little bit with with each, but I've never had a guest on I fully agree with. I've never sat down in a coffee shop with someone I fully agree with. So the idea that everyone I bring on, I'm positioning them as a teacher is not the case. I'm taking on the role of journalist, asking questions and allowing them to share their perspective in an unedited, uncensored way. So uh, no, the show is not created for me to, you know, sneak all my liberal theology into. And I think people will be surprised how orthodox I actually am uh, as a Christian myself. Yeah, which I'll tell you the truth. I don't know if I'm just not really seeing stuff,
3: but that Preacher Boys podcast, you know, I, I don't really have a whole lot of problems with them. I mean, yeah, I get irritated I'm gone, with like, some of the random
0: liberals <laughs> yeah, that I talk
3: about, but I mean, the thing is, if anyone has a problem with him exposing the garbage that's going on in their church, here's a real easy way to take care of him. Whenever you have garbage like that in your church, you deal with it. And then he doesn't have to say anything about it,
0: you know, because. And this a hundred percent hits the nail on the head. Austin's spot on here. Um, The biggest way that people can avoid being mentioned on the Preacher Boys podcast or getting called out or included or, you know, uh, whatever you want to say from the show is don't get involved in abuse. Don't stand up for abusers. Don't uh, don't be abusive in your in your messaging or in your, you know, physically abusive, sexually abusive. Don't cover up for pedophiles. Like, don't do those things. You're not going to get mentioned. Um, you know, the reason Tommy doesn't get mentioned on my show very often, yeah, he says some stuff that honestly, like, and I, I would tell Tommy this, like he says some things from the pulpit that I think are really stupid and harmful to a lot of people. We've talked on the phone, like I've talked about some of this stuff. There is things that he says that I would never say. I may address it in passing, but Tommy has expressed how much he hates sex abuse. He's called out pedophiles in the IFB as well. And so, if I was doing a theology podcast or a, you know, church philosophy podcast, you know, which I'm not doing, um, I'd probably engage with some of Tommy's stuff a little bit more. Um, but you know, when it comes to abuse, like Tommy, at that level, is an ally in the idea of he doesn't like physical or sexual abuse. Again. Tommy says some stuff about, you know, people I'm friends with who are pastors, he's made very, you know, very, very rude remarks about them. I'm not cool with that. Um, And so like, I don't think I would partner with Tommy in a public setting around any of that stuff. Like I can just stand there and go like, thanks for calling out abuse. That's about the extent of that relationship. But anyway, yeah, if you don't want to get called out on the show, don't abuse people. That's a pretty good rule of thumb coming here from Austin. I believe it's Austin. I hope I'm not getting that wrong.
3: A lot of times, too, I can see st- where certain situations have maybe been uh, blown a little bit out of proportion of what actually happened, and something could have gotten exaggerated or something, and a situation may have been made to look worse than it actually was. Well, the thing is, if you would have just been upfront with what happened in the first place, then you don't have to worry about someone coming along.
0: And- this is also true. Um, you know, this is something that happens a lot as people make accusations of something being exaggerated or someone's story being exaggerated present your side of the story, present the proof, present, you know, the thing that shows that it's been exaggerated, but many times these churches, every time these churches respond with the exception of two or three times. And in those cases, I ended up making amendments to my videos. For the most part, they're not forthcoming about what actually happened when they are. And when the facts don't line up, I retract my story. I make an edit. Uh, There was a story that you've never heard from the show. It never got presented. I went to, The um, Bible college in question asked a very specific question uh, about something that happened, got a very clear answer, very documented, and I didn't run the story. And so if churches are forthcoming, colleges are forthcoming, Christian schools are forthcoming, and they can show clear evidence of something uh, not being the case, then I'm more than happy to look at it. But most churches that I deal with are extremely shady with the way that they handle these kind of situations. And taking
3: a situation and running with it. And I mean, if, if you're really gonna complain about someone exposing perverts and pedophiles in your church, regardless of whatever else they're doing, if you're gonna complain about someone exposing perverts and pedophiles in your church, you should step down from the ministry. Mm
0: man i they got to be careful they have wood all over the walls they've got a wood table austin's on fire right now so we don't want him to to burn the place down i mean good night he's doing your job that you're that such a stupid joke sorry that. to
3: do it. and he's doing it for free right yeah. you get paid a full-time salary to shepherd your flock to take care of fe-
0: i mean it's partially free thank you so much to all my patreon supporters that make this possible but it's definitely not a full-time salary people to teach them the word of god and protect them from evil wicked people and, and if
3: you're failing to do that and you need someone like him to do that for you that's your fault man
0: it felt a little degrading someone like him tommy's about to come in here with some well heat. what everybody needs like... to
2: remember is the absalom's the at the um the amnons yeah that are coming from your church the, Sk-
0: the skorzynski's i guess is and who's those people include.
2: that were in david's life they were there because of his sin yeah and people like him uh, you know is Bad, as many problems as they have they are there because of your sin and your failure and you know what he there's
3: probably a good chance that he wouldn't have you know gone the way that he's gone today if there wasn't so much right because he's probably he just so
2: the bitter towards Because honestly stuff.
3: if i just spent all that time looking into that stuff and just seeing that stuff and that's just what i literally what i did because mm-hmm. i just listened to all these testimonies of people being abused and things like that i'd probably start to hate the ifb myself mm-hmm. i'm just being honest
0: yeah, so this is another thing that's brought up is you're really bitter, you're angry uh, It's because you're consuming so much of this. Um, you know, the reality is like, I don't, I mean, I've said before, I don't identify myself as being bitter. Um, I don't think I am, I think I can be truthful in saying that I'm not, um, you know, I actually just talked to someone the other day and just said, you know, I feel like I'm able to deal with this objectively for the first time in the, you know, seven or eight years since I've been out of the movement, uh, probably less than that, it's probably been six, six or seven years. You know, and so I'm looking at and going, you know, hey, um, looking at this objectively, like I'm not getting more bitter. I am frustrated and angry, uh, which I think is a different thing that this is continuing to go on. But I would say the reason I've gotten more, uh, maybe more concentrated on the movement is because the longer I'm looking at hearing stories from across the country from, you know, where it's the same story photocopied and repeated hundreds and hundreds of times around the U.S. Um, it's given me a really clear picture of the danger points in the IFB. And so I wouldn't say I've gotten more bitter or more aggressive. I would say I've gotten more focused on some of the core issues uh, within that world.
3: I, You can't just sit and listen to that stuff all day and hear about all these stories while not focusing on the good things that the IFB has offered and the good mm-hmm. churches that don't come.
0: And this is a weird argument. This is where Austin kind of loses me is um, – there's a lot of places that do good things where you don't have to overlook pedophilia and sex abuse. Um, so, when it comes to this whole baby with the bathwater situation, if the bathwater's poison and the baby was killed a long time ago, um, what are we trying to
3: preserve? Cover up that garbage that don't play into that. I can see how you might turn out to be you know, the way that he is. And he
2: is, you know, he is exposing this stuff.
3: Ouch, the way that I am today. Now,
2: At the same time too, he does put out videos. I just watched one yesterday Mm -hmm. where he talked about that shooter that was shooting all the Asian women and was blaming it on the purity culture because apparently he was killing them to eliminate temptation. Okay, Now, obviously when you are going, and this guy was a a Southern Baptist guy, but when you're going to...
0: Um, two things really quick. I did mention they was Southern Baptist. Um, so I didn't try to say that he was IFB. Um, I'll, I'll go continue and to go. I'll use explain more.
2: the actions of an absolute evil nut job so like that math. and blame that on teaching purity and yeah. things like that. I'm sorry. You're out of your mind. Okay. Yeah, that's, you, that's you're not cool. an objective person. You know, you're not being honest. You're just out to, and, and you're not just about exposing perverts. You know you're about pushing a very liberal uh agenda yeah. that has a lot of false doctrine in it and and that's what he is and so the eye of b
0: okay so i'm gonna pause there so uh one you know theologically speaking for me um you know i would believe that sex is for you know marriage i would believe that sex is something that uh you wait till marriage i believe that's i believe that's what the bible teaches and so for christians i believe that is the call um Again, though, I think that there are issues within the way that we present purity culture that demonizes women. Uh, I really recommend Rachel Welcher's book, uh, talking back to purity culture to explain this. I'm not attacking the idea of uh, someone, you know, not, you know, not having sex until they're married or, you know, things like that. I'm not, I'm not pushing for people to just, you know, willy-nilly have sex with whoever they want. within the Christian realm. I think people who are not Christians, you know don't live under Christian guidelines but I think those who are Christian definitely have clear guidelines and responsibilities. But all that aside, the purity culture as it stands has been extremely harmful and uh, detrimental I think to the way that we view women, the way that men view themselves, the way that men are trained to be uh, in a marriage context and beyond marriage and so i do think it's okay to critique the purity culture movement and i think even the name purity culture and saying that you know your purity is based on your virginity is a very flawed concept um i think theologically speaking again this is me sharing my perspective theologically um and and biblically would be that your purity is defined by whether or not you are uh a follower of Jesus Christ, not based on whether or not you've had sex. Um, and so the purity culture even gets that kind of backwards. Um, but again, even stepping outside of this and just looking at it objectively, there are things that were taught in his church and things that were said and things that he studied within that realm that I think you could say, if you took that to the logical example, you're going to get rid of that temptation by any means necessary. I'm not saying that everybody that's in purity culture is going to grab a gun and commit an atrocity like this. What I am saying is that some people are going to take things to the extreme. And for a movement that loves talking about slippery slopes when it comes to music, dress standards and all that, why can't we talk about potentially slippery slopes in purity culture or in the way that we teach about modesty or women or sex or other things within the IFB?
2: They ignore them because of those things, yeah. but I, you know, and fine.
0: The IFB, and, and here's another thing Tommy just said, the IFB ignores me because of the liberal theology. The IFB ignores me because they don't want to address sex abuse. It's the same reason they've ignored all the newspaper uh, articles, the Chicago Tribune, when Jack Howells was alive and they were posting stuff like that. The saddest story ever published, uh, the uh, post by the Star-Telegram by Sarah uh, Smith, which talked about 500 plus cases of abuse they're not ignoring it because of the liberal agenda that they perceive that I have. They're ignoring it because they don't care about pedophilia in their church. I'd be happy to see them care about it. I'd be happy to partner with them to address it if they would set down uh, that, that cause and kind of move forward.
2: Ignore stuff, I mean, that, that video was so dumb, it was so bad. Mm. He was using so many logical fallacies.
0: <laughs> and you know what, I'm okay with this. Like what Tommy's doing right now is exactly what I would be okay with you know in a dialogue about this because there's people who do say like oh that's ridiculous like don't tie the correlation i'm not saying oh for sure it's just purity culture this guy was not messed up in the head he didn't have all these other issues that's all true but i think it's okay to just pull at that thread and see if there's any correlation between what he did and what he was consuming it's it, it's the question of why and at the end of the day i don't i don't i don't really deeply care why someone you know, committed a crime like this, or why someone like I care about the how do we prevent it from happening? Sometimes the why comes up in that, but for the most part, how do we protect ourselves from those really crazy, like fringe people
2: trying to apply these things? And it was just like, dude, you know, stick to topic. I know you got to put a video out. This
0: is week, the topic, and I actually, well, even of the last two days not going to have another story. Even to the
3: topic. whole purity culture thing. There's plenty of stories. <laughs> I feel like that
4: like I've never blaming
3: heard. people talking about teaching women to be pure and well that that this is all a misrepresentation but man you know that's just so bizarre but the thing is you can't I mean, point if that's a valid argument point me to the sermon where we're instructed to go kill women that we might be tempted by
2: well he said <laughs> no. it's because people of these man. preachers who blame the women like they're bad for being a temptation. So we now, just execute them. Here's the thing: I grew up in my in the IP my whole <laughs> life. I know there's people out there that act like that. I've never yeah. heard them though. I've heard the clips from these people, but I have never been around that. Yeah. I grew up being taught the importance of purity. Yeah. Nobody ever taught me that if I'm tempted to sin, kill the person. It's, <laughs> kill the person, or even, or even it's the woman's fault. I've, I've not been taught oh, that. Man. I,
0: I don't know whether this is accurate or not. I get this a lot too. And some people that have said it, I do know that their circles do teach uh, very harmful uh, thoughts about women. I don't know if this is true or not. Um, I find it surprising considering the Steven Anderson you know, kind of world that Tommy comes from. I know I've heard Tommy talk about women dressing like whores and things like this. Um, so I don't really buy this 100% um but I don't have um I don't know what Tommy specifically teaches. I haven't listened to enough of his preaching to say this, but I do find it hard to believe he hasn't sat under anybody who's taught uh, any kind of victim blaming like this.
2: I get it. Yeah. The old timers there they, they would say some of those dumb things yeah, about they'd, they'd... I want to know what she was wearing. Yeah. That's you know, that is so messed up. Yeah. That is a that is so backwards. But at the same time, I was taught it doesn't matter what she's wearing. Exactly. You need to have the character yeah. to look away. that That's how I grew up. I grew up being taught the importance of purity, but I also grew up teaching that we live in a world that does not, that does not promote purity. That does not dress right
3: mm-hmm.
2: where there's, and there are going to be temptations and you got to be man enough to resist the temptation <laughs> to look away. Yeah. And the responsibility was never put on the woman. No it was it was put on me that's what i grew up around that's what i grew up
0: if this is the case then that's great
2: appearing and i and most of the time when i hear some of these weirdos that they find you know teaching some of that stuff I, even this
0: throwaway statement the weirdos that they find implies that we have to really dig deep to find some of this stuff i do want to be really clear this is not you know, yes, obviously a shooter is a fringe thing, but people that teach this kind of thing is not fringe. This is pretty typical IFB teaching. Again, he separates himself by saying he's new IFB, but there's a lot of uh, crossover there. I
2: don't even know who these people are, and I I don't know where they found them, but, um, but yeah, to take that.
0: I mean, and again, that's not a super valid. You don't know where you found them. I mean, most of the things I cover are involving speakers that are at every major IFB conference, uh, that exists
2: incident. I've never even heard of anybody ever shooting up women for, because of that purpose before, I think this is the first and then to I just make that about this, guy, I was too. like, dude,
0: maybe shootings, but, um, sexual assault, molestation. Uh, that's, that happens a lot. Victim blaming happens dude, a lot.
2: You're, you're killing me, man. I, I want to cheer for you sometimes, but then you do stuff like that, come on, you know, let's, let's be honest Yeah. in these things. And
0: Okay. This is the crux of what I wanted to talk about. And this is what stood out to me the most in this video. And this is what I actually talked to Tommy about on the phone when we had our conversation. IFB pastors and Tommy, a new IFB pastor, um, you know, have said, we want to support you. We want to support your mission in doing this but you do other things we disagree with. And so we can't, which is IFB doctrine is, you know, they go out of us because they're not of us, you know, we're, we're separated. We're, we're going to be separated by first or second or third degree separation. And here's the thing I had Stacey shiflett on my show. Um, I disagree with Stacey shiflett on pretty much everything, like pretty much any topic. If you set us down political or theology or practice, we would be night and day different on almost every topic. I had Stacy on my show. We talked about abuse. I supported him being vocal about abuse, calling out Jack Treber. Um, I set aside all those differences and sat down and said like, okay, we can partner in this. I can support Stacy in this fight. I wouldn't necessarily recommend Stacy's church. I wouldn't necessarily recommend Stacy as like, you know, a speaker at some like we're in different trajectories completely. But I can respect his fight in abuse. And I've done that with a lot of IFP pastors. I've had pastors call me off mic, totally respecting their privacy. uh, So I'm not going to say names, but have talked to me. People who've been featured on IFP sermon clips have called me and reached out. And I've told them, I support you in this fight against abuse. Thanks for being a part of that. You know, even people that I know I would never go to their church. What bothers me is then when I need the support or when I need someone to get my back. All the IFB pastors that want me to support them in spite of me not being IFB turn around and go, we want to support you, but you had a feminist on your show, or we want to support you, but you watch horror movies, or we want to support you, but we don't like your taste in music, or we want to support you, but you're not IFB. That same graciousness is not extended to me that IFB people expect for them if we're in the, if we're against abuse baseline, we're on the same team when it comes to this topic. Again, with Tommy, I'm on Tommy's team when it comes to our views on child sex abuse. We're totally on the same team. Do I, when I recommend Tommy, when I sit there and go like, I recommend Tommy's preaching. No. Cause he says things that's straight up rude and, and cruel to people that I'm very close to. But again, the reason that I don't talk about Tommy on my show that often, except for this episode, because I got mentioned, is because when it comes to child sexual abuse, at least in that area, we're the same. I disagree with him on pretty much everything else. I hate the way that he talks about uh, some of the pastors that I know and really care about and appreciate some of the people that I know who have been on my show and the way he kind of throws casual uh, attacks toward their way um, over you know, their belief systems. But I wish that people in the IFB and the new IFB would recommend recognize that you can't just throw out somebody because they have these minute differences. Even, even the differences that are not so minute. You know, can you look at what I'm doing and say, okay, exposing abuse—that's a worthy cause to support, even if we disagree on, you know, church function or theology. Which, again, I don't really cover. I have guests that bring it, bring it up, or I have I have conversations that kind of go into it but I don't really dive into those things that deeply because I'm not a pastor and it really doesn't matter to me whether people wear suits or don't wear suits. I care about whether people are being abused or not.
2: And, but anyway, man, y'all are really disappointing me. I was really hoping to get some of the, uh, I was really hoping to get some of the, you know, our enemies to call in today. I can't get them to do it though. Mm -hmm. They just, I'm so nice to them. I thought after they saw me being nice,
0: uh, so that's pretty much the end of the video. I would have gladly called in today. Um, I had no idea this was happening. Didn't know there was even a video being recorded. Did, definitely didn't expect to be mentioned in it, um, but uh, let me know, Tommy, next time you do one of these, I'd be more than happy to jump in for a few minutes and kind of talk through it. Um, but anyway, I wanted to address some of these things, some of the kind of misconceptions, some of the things I did agree with, some of the things I didn't agree with and uh, kind of share my my perspective there. But thank you guys so much for watching and I'll catch you. Uh, this Wednesday on the next interview episode of the Preacher Boys
1: podcast. Thank you for listening to the Preacher Boys podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, please leave a review on iTunes and don't forget to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the handle at Preacher Boys Doc. Additional information can always be found on Preacher You know
4: how to book flights and hotels.